Grip Six is our sponsor. Grip Six makes all kinds of all kinds of different stuff. I I love their socks. You wear their uh, their Superman underwear, don't you, Stu? You know, I mean, occasionally I'll I'll, I'll give them a sh- I'll give it a shot. You know, um, actually, yeah, when you're they don't have when you're when you're wearing something special. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm dressing yeah. up for the evening. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's a special night. That's when you like. I get the grip grip six underwear out. Yeah, and, uh, look out, look out, ladies, because then it's <laughs> anyway. Um, the uh, the socks that they have are are socks that are not going to wear through, wear thin. They're really really great. Um, you'll be wearing them for years. Honestly, they're really great socks. I love them. They're grip six. The quality of all of their products. Um, are made the American way and made here in America. Trust the hard-earned money in a company that does it right, right here in America. It's grip6.com slash Beck. That's grip6.com slash Beck. program i've got some good news for you well for most you don't live in california huh am i right yeah california has a law now you know they they tried to make it um uh illegal to to drive an uber or you know work for yourself as a contract worker you know those aren't good union jobs well, looks like there might be a problem with that, uh, seeing that 70,000 independent truckers are going to be forced out of their job, and uh, we've got a supply chain problem and a shortage of truckers as well. But not to be outdone in California, San Diego is uh, losing 22% of its police force because of the vax mandate so again i say good news america you don't live in california and if you do live in california i would ask you why why richard wrote in talk about his experience with relief factor he said i heard about relief factor on your program after several months, I decided to give it a whirl. It has changed my life exponentially. My hip used to ache of arthritis so bad I couldn't sleep. After a second week of Relief Factor, I had no more hip pain. I've also had years of constant back pain from damaged discs. Not anymore. The disc pain went away with Relief Factor. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Relief Factor. Richard, you are welcome. Thanks for trying it. The three-week quick start developed 
just for people like you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. That says everything you need to know, doesn't it? ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. Hey, some more good news here for you. Um, You also don't live in Russia. Although uh, the Russian economy doesn't seem to be really hurting as as much as Joe Biden said it was going to hurt. And on our side, uh, we are now $400 million lighter uh, in the wallet. Uh, Biden on Friday announced another $400 million to uh, send to Ukraine to to stop. Just, Just... just you know just so you know i mean i'm i'm sure this isn't going to bother you in the least uh but um uh we 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 now have spent more money in ukraine since what january uh than the first 5 years in afghanistan but i'm sure that money is you know well spent, no corruption going on there. It's all going right directly to whoever it needs it there. Can you say that again, please? Yeah, yeah. Um, the U.S. has sent more money to fight Russia to Ukraine, more money than the first five years of war costs in Afghanistan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... Well, we can afford it. You don't even notice it. I mean, yes, that money is worth less. I assume that's not inflation adjusted. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, the money's worth a little bit less than it used to be, but that is an that's a jaw dropping statistic. I I haven't five years. We've spent it. We're not even over there. We're not even supposedly and we've involved spent in this more war. than we spent in five years on the biggest military operation of my lifetime. You know, it's this is a little bit of a sidebar on the some of the big news of today, but it struck me when I was thinking about this Hunter Biden hack, right? Like Hunter Biden's iPhone gets hacked. All the stuff is getting released on 4chan and, and, and all of this. And it's like the the media, of course, is totally ignoring it, not looking at it at all, not pointing it out at all. Obviously, it's vitally important, not because Hunter Biden is a piece, you know, a, a a total loser and a you know a piece of crap which we all knew already but because this is obviously a real problem uh with security in this country i mean it's it, the president of the united states is compromised with close family members here this is a major major problem and it struck me as like sure this could absolutely be a a guy on the right who doesn't like hunter biden could be a some some hacker who thinks it's funny there's a hundred things it could be but while we're sending 50 billion dollars to ukraine it has to be a legitimate possibility that some state-sponsored hacker from russia was responsible for this it it has to be in the in the realm of consideration here right uh, we all know that they've threatened cyber attacks, and yet our media, 
will not even discuss it, will not even acknowledge that it occurred. We are in the middle of sending $50 billion or $60 billion to Ukraine, and we may have just been retaliated against in the middle of this effort. And the media is not even noting that it occurred. So then what you're saying is, hey, America, right? <laughs> exactly the summary of yeah. exactly my point. It's a, That's exactly. Russia can't do anything to hurt us. Yeah, mm. America. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. You know, here's the story, and I know I brought it up last hour, and I'll probably bring it up uh, next hour, and I'll probably bring it up every day until we have an answer on this one. Uh, You know, when uh, Joe Biden said he was going to release 30 million barrels of crude oil to uh, help America, you know, so you didn't, you know, it was an emergency sale, you know, our strategic oil preserve, keyword there, strategic, strategic, meaning something we would hold on to, we'd have in reserve for strategic purposes like going to war which will never happen um so he wanted to release 30 million barrels now i thought that that goes you know to the gas stations or or wherever no 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 um one of the companies that bought it uh there were 12 companies And uh, they were all vetted from the United States. And one of them is Unipec America, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Unitec America, in case you've never heard of it, I mean, who has, is the Chinese Petrochemical Corporation. So uh, it's controlled by the uh, Chinese government. So we sold a million gallons, uh, I'm sorry, a million barrels uh, to China, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, uh, why we did that. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know there was an in there. Sinopec, uh, you know, has worked with the Bidens. Hunter Biden co-founded the private equity firm BHR Partners, and uh, BHR acquired uh, acquired 1.7 billion dollar stake in Sinopec. Uh so that that's uh you know now now Biden took Hunter took a minority stake in BHR. Uh he's only got a 10% stake through uh through a LLC that he owns. It's very complex, hard to follow. It's almost like it's intentionally built that way. But um you know, and he said he was going to sell that. Of course, there's no record of him doing that at all, and nobody will even ask the question. But I'm, uh, I didn't realize when Joe said he was going to help Americans, he specifically meant with the last name Biden. Uh, had no idea that that's what I thought it was like everybody, you know. But uh, we find out now, no, um, a million gallons went to china and as if that's not bad enough uh it was uh to a company that is uh uh 10 percent is owned uh you know by by hunter so that's good <laughs> by the way definition of good uh, 
Hmm? It's an interesting definition of good you have working there. I, I didn't feel like it was good. But to be fair, you did say a million barrels and it was only 950,000. And that I think the oh, American okay. well, people see, would be fine yes. with that. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Um, here's why I'm not concerned about it. Uh, apparently, not everything was a disaster when I, when I went on vacation. Uh, the Biden administration has announced it has created a new position to tackle corruption head on uh, and not domestic corruption. Don't we don't need that. It's we don't what we're talking about international corruption, which is is great because I think we're the ones to preach to the world against corruption. Don't I mean, seriously. Um, Anyway, so they're battling international corruption and uh and joe biden's the guy to do it i mean when he was vice president he was in charge of ukraine policy uh and he bragged about the arm twisting he did there to root out corruption uh of course it was to root out the guy who wanted to investigate his son in corruption but that's a you know that's just he didn't know i'm sure but uh so he's looking into international corruption and uh and i'm thinking you know while, while i was on vacation i was thinking you know Russia, China, Iran, how are we going to wrangle them into submission? And I, I didn't see it coming. You know, corruptions are. Corruptions are. And one who has some real experience. Um, now, Richard Nephew is the guy who is put in charge. And it's, it's really ironic that a guy named Nephew is being appointed by Joe Biden uh, you know, in an anti-corruption position, but his name is Richard Nephew, uh, and uh, he's heading up the international anti-corruption efforts. Now, why would you pick him? Why would you? Well, he was working on the special envoy to Iran uh, during the Obama administration, and he served as the nuclear arms and sanctions expert on the team that negotiated the Iranian nuclear deal. You know, the deal that ended up with us flying uh, pallets of $400 million in cash and leaving it in the middle of the airport uh, in the middle of the night uh, in Tehran. Uh, He was the guy who got that deal. So he knows a little something about corruption, I'm thinking. And uh, and it's good. It's good. World, you've been put on notice. The Anti-Corruption League is coming. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're not greasing some of the skids, they might, might have a thing or two to say to you and the rest of the world. Our sponsor this half hour, I've, uh, look at this. I'm an hour in and I'm already just too sarcastic. American financing from all over the country. Fears of a recession have moved from the worry stage to the reality stage. Really? As everything continues to decline, inflation rate is now at its highest in 40 years. Uh, you have to ask yourself, gee, what do, I, uh, what do I do? Am I doing enough? May I suggest, if you have a home, take 10 minutes today and learn about debt consolidation options that could help save you a significant amount on interest alone. If you are play- paying close to 20% right now, and you may be paying over 20% for your credit cards, you are spending four times more than you should be. 
all of this cash can be used to pay down the debts. It can be used to uh, give you a bridge. It can be used for many, many different things. But please be responsible with your cash. It's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. So, here's some good news. Um, this is from Reuters. Uh, Stu, how much, how much was oil when it collapsed the economy in 2008? It hit $140 a barrel. $140 a barrel. Um, now, that is because we as a country are not equipped to uh, pay that much for a barrel of oil. Our entire economy runs on at its optimum under $100 a barrel. So anything over $100 sustained is not good. 140 is really our breaking point, or it was in 2008. Uh, but now with inflation, you know, adjusted dollars, I'm, I'm sure that's $250 a barrel. Now, here's the good news from Reuters. Um, they're saying that oil could go up to $380 a barrel um, because uh, Russia is uh, now thinking about slashing five million dollar uh, five million barrels a day um, in retaliation for the price cap that uh, the West has 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 put on there. So now uh, you've got uh, you've got Germany and everybody else freaking out a little bit, a little bit, uh, but not us. We're just plowing right. So, $380 a barrel. Can you imagine how much money this country could make right now if we just became the world supplier of oil and natural gas? We would we could solve so many problems right now. But we won't. We won't because gas and oil is a really bad thing. Really? Uh, seemed to do a lot of really good things uh, in the past. And now that we're struggling with it again and it's shortage, it seems like it's doing some really bad things, doesn't it? Well, you're ignoring the, the change, and it's a massive change in the amount of climate deaths over the past 100 years. Uh, it's been incredible. Really? Tell me, the, tell me the stats on those climate deaths. Well, there has been a large change. I mean, I, I don't think you'd deny that. Um. Well, I haven't heard any of the stats, so uh, I, mean, it, I know you're a stat guy. So what are the stats of climate? Global climate-related deaths are down 98% uh, over that time. But just the 98%, if it wasn't for oil and gas, okay, and their emissions, it maybe it would have been 99%, you know? But, 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 but wait. But wait a minute. Um, so that's... So you do have a, mm -hmm. you do have stats, and it... The climate deaths are down by almost 100%. Oh, 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 not, not all. There are still climate deaths, though. Not, it has not been 100%. So this, right. 
you know, and a lot of people might say, well, wait a minute, isn't that entire improvement having to do with fossil fuels and how society has improved in the past hundred years? And sure, you can make that point, but uh, they haven't completely eliminated climate related deaths. <laughs> no. Why no, not? No. You know, I, and I was, you know why? Yeah inequality right thank you inequality yeah you know glenn there's inequality. a big there's a big climate report due out here uh, soon and we were talking about this last week what's the whole point of the climate situation right what do you what do you what's the what's the whole point of it right the point of it is do people die from climate right like that's the real bottom line number and if you were, if i were to give you two publications which one has shown the statistics backing up the 98% drop in climate-related deaths? Is it, number one, the UN IPCC report about the climate? Have they ever reported that? Or the number two option, Glenn Beck's An Inconvenient Book? Which one? I would say, I would say it's Glenn Beck's Inconvenient Book. <laughs> you are correct. For some reason, the guy who doesn't care about climate at all is the one reporting the near 100% drop in climate-related deaths, while the UN IPCC so, doesn't include that graph in any of their reports. And it's, it's interesting that they are talking about climate-related deaths, um, but they're going to start talking about that. You're going to hear a lot of that beginning this uh, fall, when we have starvation beginning to set in all over the world, we are still living off of last year's harvest. This year's harvest is just starting to be canned and sent out. Uh, so everything that you have on your shelf or on your supermarket, most of it is last year's wheat, last year's fruit or vegetables. Uh, now we're going to start to see the problem and it's going to start rearing its ugly head all around the world very soon. And when it does, they're going to say, this is because of, yeah. of climate problems. You're right. They are. This is, they're, they're absolutely going to be. Now the farmers will understand that they need to start growing food without all of these petrochemicals. They, and, you know, it only makes it more urgent that we double down on this right now. And, it's a war. And as you pointed out at the beginning of the program, Sri Lanka went that route and did wonderfully well with it. Uh, in fact, they were able to move a bunch, thousands of citizens into their presidential palace uh, as a result of that move, which is great for equality. Right. So if you want the less New York Times version of that, uh, the government was overthrown over the weekend. Uh, but climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change. Back in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. Legacy Box, the simplest and safest way to digitize all of your aging videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, pictures, so they're preserved forever. Um, magnetic tape, the kind that used to be used in VHS and camcorder tapes, was only made to last 10 to 20 years. And that's if it's stored in optimal conditions. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my videotapes were not stored in any kind of optimal. Uh, it was it was in the hot garage. The, they will turn to dust overnight. Digitizing your old media stops all the fading. You can you can have them safe forever. Can you imagine if we had videotapes of our grandparents and great grandparents and what they went through and what life was like? 
we are the first generation that can pass those on, but you've got to digitize them. So I want you to go right now to LegacyBox.com. LegacyBox, get started for $10 a tape. And at this price, there's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. $10 a tape, LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Go now, LegacyBox.com slash Beck. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off. Blaze TV. Hey, I just uh, just got a new poll in, which is great, from the Heartland Institute. Uh, it's uh, hmm, it's uh, going to come out tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. The results are pretty terrifying. Um, the poll was done by Rasmussen to see how Americans, how they feel about the Supreme Court. Uh yeah. So here's what we have. Um, majority of Democrat likely voters, not just registered Democrats, but likely voters believe the Supreme Court is fundamentally racist, 56 percent and fundamentally sexist, 67 percent. That's not good. That's not good. Further, 53 percent of Democrat likely voters want to abolish the current Supreme Court and establish a new democratically elected Supreme Court with justices chosen by the American people directly. Can you even imagine uh, what a nightmare scenario that is? 39% of Democrats would strongly or somewhat favor a constitutional amendment that would give the United Nations the authority to reverse U.S. Supreme Court decisions that U.N. members believe violate human rights. <laughs> I mean, who are the Democrats? Who are they? I, I, I really? I mean, I've met this many dumb people, but that would mean that all of the dumb people in America are Democrat, and I don't believe that. But I'm beginning to. I mean, (laughs) 53%, 56% say it's fundamentally uh, racist. 67 of Democrats say fundamentally sexist. But 53% of those who are likely to vote say they want to abolish the Supreme Court and hold elections for the... I mean, why don't we just... Why don't we just do America's Got Talent? Well, <laughs> America's Got Judges. I mean, it, look, that idea worked really well with the Senate. Look how great our Senate is doing now. Uh, now that we uh, direct, yeah. we elect them directly, it's really improved that process quite a bit. You know, I mean, you can kind of like understand. Okay, the fundamentally racist thing. Well, I mean, Democrats think literally everything is racist. So, okay, maybe fundamentally sexist. I mean, you know, maybe they just went through the Roe versus Wade thing. A lot of the Democrats are are angry yeah, can, about that. Okay, I, maybe. I can cut you some slack on that. Yeah, maybe. But, but like, w- w- no one's even proposing that the UN takes over uh, vetoing our Supreme Court decisions, and still a, a giant chunk of democrats believe that that's the way we should go that is remarkable 
So 39% of Democrats would strongly favor uh, a constitutional amendment that give the United Nations the authority to reverse U.S. Supreme Court decisions that U.N. members believe violate. That's 39%. Here's the crazy part. 48% of all voters aged 18 to 39 Mm. favored giving the United Nations the power to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court cases. So you're you wait, you want to give up our sovereignty to that group of people? Can you tell me what that group of people have done? One good thing. Honestly, one good thing. Audrey Hepburn was uh, was a was a ambassador for them. And I, I loved her. She was great. That's it. Yeah. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> it's okay. It really is amazing. Why Why would you want to do that? Of all things, uh, you know, I guess at this point they just want to overturn everything because they, they see the Constitution being upheld. And that's the problem here is that, you know, again, the Supreme Court did not take away a right. They said the right didn't exist the whole time, which is true. And they took the power away from themselves The Supreme Court initially created this right out of thin air, which is their argument, by the way. Not my argument. Their argument is they acknowledge it wasn't around during the time of the 14th Amendment because almost everybody had banned abortion at the time of the 14th Amendment. So they can't argue it was the initial intent. They just said later on, they believe that with updating standards, it's a living document. And now that power of the 14th Amendment includes abortion. They, the Supreme Court, a bunch of men, created the right, and then a later Supreme Court said, yeah, you can't just create rights like that. That's not what you do. So they took the power out of their own hands, and people are, are still incredibly angry at them. It really is so I don't utterly think people amazing. Understand, I don't think people understand the second part of that. They took it out of their hands mm-hmm. because they said, it's not a right in the Constitution. It's not like they said, no, that's not a right. They said, that's not a right that the federal government has purview over. The federal government has certain things that they have all the Bill of Rights, all those. That's what the federal government cannot do. Okay, they can't violate any of those. Well, they're violating all of those right now. Nobody seems to care, but it's what the government cannot do. Any other right not listed there goes to the people and to the state. So you might have the right. I haven't heard a good case on it. You might have the right to abortion. But that's for the people and the state to decide, not the federal government. And some state uh, constitutions allow for that right. I mean, again, I think that's you know, morally reprehensible, but that is in several state cons- constitutions, and you can get those abortions there for the time being, at least. But, you know, the whole point of this, and this is in several of these, it was also in the, uh, the EPA case and several others of this session, it was a theme. We are not the ones that are supposed to make these decisions. If you guys want to do these things, pass laws. Start passing laws if you want these things to be done. 
Go within the constitutional bounds of your power and pass laws. Stop acting like we're going to do all this stuff for you. That's not our job. That's them saying, hey, we aren't going to take the power. We are actually going to cede the power, which for some reason the left wants us to have. We're going to cede it back to the legislators where it belongs. That is what they've been doing over and over again. That's how this is supposed to work. So what is what's crazy? Let me do one more thing here um, on abortion. If you look at the numbers, more than one in three, 37 percent said their state should allow abortion only in cases of rape and incest. Thirty seven percent. Another 12 percent favored allowing abortion only in the first six weeks of pregnancy. And that's when you can detect a baby's heartbeat. You said okay, how many, what was that last those one? two? Yeah, it was what, 16% uh-huh. you said? Uh, 12. 12. So okay. we're up at half, basically. Now. So, yeah, we're at 49% of the country that would say six weeks, that's it. Six weeks or less. Half of the country. Yeah. Okay. Another 23% would support a ban at 15%, meaning 72% of the, com- uh, the country agrees with what Mississippi brought in front of the Supreme Court. Because they said they wanted a 15-week ban on abortions. Women are more pro-life than men. And I think that's absolutely, absolutely explainable. It's a woman's body. You don't have a right to say anything. I completely disagree with that. But how many guys are, A, uh, keep the options open. Yeah. And B, <laughs> and B, been just bullied into not having an opinion. I, th- I think that's true. I, I think the, you know, look, think of the stereotypical situation that you'd think of in these cases. Guy goes out, hooks up with a girl he finds at a bar. They go back to the house. They they do their thing. They uh, they She's pregnant, and he's the one that's like, oh, I don't even want to talk to her again, let alone raise a child with her. So please, yeah, abortion, it's great. Women's rights, yeah, you, please. Oh, my gosh, women's right to choose. It's so important to me. What a fundamental right this is. They just want to get out of what they've done, right? They want to avoid the responsibility. So stereotypically, yep. you assume that uh, the guys would be the one the ones pushing for this. By the way, I might remind you, it was seven guys who brought the right to you. So, uh, you know, for all the, the thoughts that men shouldn't have an opinion here, the only uh, person involved in a major abortion case that actually decided it uh, that was a woman really was, uh, was uh, Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, I guess in Casey, you can make the argument, but still, I mean, Amy Coney Barrett's the one who was involved here. She's a woman. There were no women involved in the Roe versus Wade decision at the Supreme Court level. Here's the most telling part of the uh, the poll. Majority, 55% said they op- opposed overturning Roe versus Wade, even though 72% would support a law that Roe would have struck down. What's more, 25%, only 25%, agreed that the Supreme Court, as opposed to state or federal lawmakers, should set the standards on abortion. So amazing. Wait, 72% support the law that it just overturned that it are that it just made possible by overturning it. 
And only 25% say the decision should be in the hands of the Supreme Court, which is what the Supreme Court said. Mm hmm. Yeah, so basically what that tells you is that people just don't know what Roe versus Wade means. They think Roe versus Wade means if you overturn it, abortion goes away completely. They, of course, will learn very soon that that's not the case because 72 percent support the Mississippi law. And, you know, 25 percent like want the Supreme Court to make these rules. Well, that's what Roe versus Wade was. So you can't support Roe versus Wade and oppose the Supreme Court coming up with the rules. Their whole argument. In Roe versus Wade was, you guys are really kind of at odds here. Why don't we come in and say, we'll just make up a standard and that will solve the problem. And then Casey came along and they said, hey, that Roe versus Wade thing sure didn't solve the problem. We're going to give you a new standard, a new idea. Now it's going to be viability and that'll solve it for you guys. And it didn't solve it at all. And then this Supreme Court said, hey, maybe we shouldn't be giving you the standards. Maybe you guys should solve this on your own through the normal process instead of us trying to come up with some universal solution for everybody. And that's what everyone seems to want in the poll. But they have absolutely no idea what Roe versus Wade is other than people who oppose it are evil. Yeah. And the people who um, are for it apparently love children and women, Hmm. even though now the uh, New York has gone crazy, absolutely crazy. Not only their gun, their new gun uh, 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 concealed carry permit. uh, What do you call it? Uh, I I don't even know. Bureaucracy it's worse than it was. It's worse than it was now. And there's no way this stands up in court. No, no way this stands up in court. And New York also said that they need to crack down on the pregnancy centers that are offering life because they say they are offering disinformation by uh, saying that it's a baby already inside of you. Uh, and the other disinformation is you're already a mother. You're, you're carrying your child right now, so you already are a mother. Those are the two pieces of misinformation or disinformation they say that they have to crack down on. So they are now cracking down. It doesn't matter. New York, you can have all the abortions you want. Celebrate all the abortions. Yeah, we'll send you cakes. Just all the abortions you want. That's not good enough. They have to stop those 20% that go to these pregnancy centers and have their minds changed. Interesting times we live in. You will be forced to participate. Back in just a second. First, our sponsor. Our sponsor this half hour uh, is, uh, let me see, I can't get my computer to work, is LifeLock. LifeLock, have you heard of synthetic identity fraud? Yeah, me neither. It's now estimated to be one of the biggest types of identity theft in the U.S. Thieves combine real Social Security numbers with mismatched or phony names, and they create new identities, which can be used to apply for credit cards, uh, unemployment benefits, even recent paycheck protection program. The criminals have thought of everything, and we're always having to change our game. If you're going to count on the government to do it, Good luck with your identity. This is why LifeLock is in this business. They can't catch everything because nobody can. 
They can monitor things better than you can on your own. And here's where the rubber meets the road, I think. If you do become a victim, the restoration specialist can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but join now 25% and you have LifeLock by Norton. Watching your back 24-7. Use the promo code BECK and you'll save 25% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%, lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So, uh, Stu, did you did you see any movies or anything uh, over the holiday? I did. I saw the Minions movie. I did. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was very, very good. Glad I'm out of that phase <laughs> with my children. But yes, <laughs> well, you was know, it, was it good? It's a phenomenon, you know, with uh, with teenagers and some adults dressing up in like tuxedos and going to see it, and then screaming at the Minions on stage. Now, I did not go for that reason. I went with my kids. And nobody did that in my particular location. But I, I guess it's become a big issue for movie theaters. <laughs> They're having lots of problems with it. I would think that um, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun if you've done that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sensible I mean, restrictions. I think mm-hmm. It might be, it might be, you know, maybe you're forced to have an abortion as well. Because uh, you're clearly not a good parent. Uh, or a rational human being. <laughs> now, this is just off the top of my head. I don't know all of the details of those people, but sounds like fun. This is the Glenn Beck Program.